Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Good afternoon. This is the State of California. Doug Sovereign is away today. We are joined by political scientists from Sonoma State University, Dr. David McEwen. With a pause in campaigns and elections for the moment, there's still a lot happening below the surface politically. While much of the focus is on the House and whether Democrats can retain their majority, next year is also a time when Governor Newsom faces re-election and numerous other racers are receiving a lot of attention. This backdrop of the 2022 elections actually reflects a broader, bigger moment in the politics of California. Professor McEwen, what changes are we seeing now and in the next few months that could affect elections next year? Well, good afternoon, Patty and Eric. What we're seeing really throughout the state is is something a little bit different. Most of the focus has been what's happening with House elections, whether Democrats can retain the House next year what will happen in the gubernatorial election. Obviously, we just recently had a recall, but what's happening kind of lower or down ballot is something very, very different. Republicans haven't won a statewide constitutional office since 2006. So they're looking at races like the attorney general's race, like state controller's race, and have candidates there that are a little bit different in terms of going after those races and might present some interesting developments as we head to those 2022 November elections. So today's guest, is a candidate for one of those offices and can talk about kind of his approach and what comes next in his own campaign. To talk more about it, we are going to turn to the KCBS Ring Central Newsline and bring in our guest, Lonnie Chen, a public policy fellow at Stanford University and candidate for controller in 2022. Thank you very much for talking to us this afternoon. You are a candidate for state controller in 2022. How are you a different type of Republican than what we typically see among recent GOP candidates in the state? Well, thank you for having me. I think the, the approach uh, that I take when I think about this office uh, is really not one that's particularly ideological or partisan. Uh, I think the question is, how can we best have a fiscal condition in the state of California uh, that matches really the promise we have in our state? And so I approach these issues, uh, in my view, in an independent way. You know, I think about, for example, how we can ensure better accountability for our state finances, how we can ensure more transparency. And these aren't ideological issues. I think, unfortunately, uh, in too many prior campaigns, candidates, Republicans, and even some Democrats approach these issues from uh, from a lens or through a lens of ideology. And that's not really how I see this. I really see this through the lens of competency. And so my approach in this situation for this campaign is fundamentally different. Lonnie, thank you for joining us today. And how do you handle the the balance, the dance between activists in both parties Democrats on one hand, Republicans on the other, as you seek this nomination and and talk about competency in the controller's office? Yeah, you know, I think, unfortunately, our our politics has become too tribal. And it's it's been tribal on the left and tribal on the right. 
in my view, the most important thing we can do is to demonstrate that there is still room for a solid, independent middle for people who want uh, confidence in office, as I said, for people who want problems to be solved above all else. I've said quite often, maybe you've heard me say this, there's no Republican way to be controller or Democratic way to be controller. Uh, there's simply a competent California way to be controller, and that's really the focus of uh, my campaign and my candidacy. Uh, Lani Chen, we are going to put you on hold just for a second and see if we can get you a better phone line. Don't go away. Hopefully we have a better phone line for our guest, Lonnie Chen of Stanford University and the candidate for state controller next year. So, uh, obviously, you're establishing your pragmatism and your competence uh, if you get the job of controller, but uh, the Democratic strategist obviously is going to try to tie you to the Republicans, mainstream Republicans elsewhere. How do you handle that? Well, you know, this is something that I think we saw in recent elections in in Virginia and New Jersey, and you're absolutely right. There's a a playbook, unfortunately, in politics, and and oftentimes our, our friends in the Democratic Party uh, they're going to try to the extent they can, instead of talking about issues, to talk about associations and affiliations. And I think the the way that you deal with that is by focusing on California issues, by focusing on the issues that people actually want our elected officials to go to Sacramento and solve. And I think, unfortunately, too often, the focus has been uh, in our politics and in our campaigns. The focus has been elsewhere. And so uh, I'm going to be focused pretty squarely on my solutions for the state, what I'm going to do as controller to address some of the challenges we face, particularly on the fiscal side of the ledger, in thinking about the fact that we have, uh, as, I, as I noted earlier, tremendous opportunity in our state to solve big problems, but we can't do it if we don't have our fiscal house in order, if we don't have an understanding of where our money is actually being spent. And so those are the things I plan to focus on during the course of this campaign. If elected controller, uh, sometimes uh, that position has a contentious or awkward relationship with the legislature. How would you work with members of the legislature across the aisle if elected? Well, you know, I uh, am happy to sit down with anybody, and I'm happy to to have a conversation with anybody, regardless of their partisan affiliation or their ideology, to talk about how we can address some of these challenges we face as a state. Uh, But, you know, I'm also not afraid to call it like it is. And I think sometimes in Sacramento... That's going to mean making some people in the status quo kind of unhappy. But, you know, I think that's unfortunately part of uh, part of this job is if you're doing the job well, I mean, you're probably making a lot of people unhappy because you're saying to them, hey, listen, we're not going to let you just continue to do things as you've been doing them because business as usual in so many cases across our state just is not working. And so my approach is going to be different. I hope I can work together with everybody to make it to, to make it happen. But in cases where we can't, uh, you know, I'm going to make it very clear that I report only to the people of the state of California. And that's all I really care about. Lonnie, as you look at what the controller does, not a lot of people know what the controller does, but sits on a number of boards, commissions, deals with those fiscal issues. How do you do more than uh, just kind of uh, talk about these things, but actually move forward some of the agenda items that you're talking about? Uh, because you're working with so many people across the aisle. It seems like a, a, a tough road in some ways. Yeah, it's a great question. So the, the controller is California's chief financial officer, chief accountability officer, kind of rolled into one. And one of the very basic things we've been struggling with in California for many years is to have full transparency around how our state spends money. You know, we don't have accountability for, on a line item by line item basis, what our spending looks like. So it can even be a very simple thing that we've been trying to do as a state, but actually getting this done, which is to provide a fully searchable, fully transparent, and I would hopefully mobile version of a state transparency database where every dollar of state spending can be tracked by citizens across our state. And that's something I'd very much like to do. And I think, frankly, 
uh, it's a it's a disaster. It hasn't happened already. So it's something that very practically I think we can do and, and something I would certainly want to do immediately upon taking office. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And sorry about the phone line problems. We've been speaking with Lonnie Chen of Stanford University and candidate for state controller next year. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available at kcbsradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.